we are on Hollywood Boulevard. We are. We're back. How are you guys? We have missed you, and we have brought reinforcement with us. We have a special <laughs> guest star in our midst. Hello. It's one Alyssa Moore, fiancé of Doug, friend of Karen. <laughs> we have Alyssa with us because we have got a crazy Hollywood Boulevard for you guys, one we've been threatening to do for quite some time now. I have finally watched Real Housewives. Not yes. all of them. Not all of them. Um, I've only watched Real Housewives of Beverly Hills. I've watched a few of the episodes of the first season. We had to bring Alyssa on. She is the Real Housewives expert to discuss everything Real Housewives. Yes. Alyssa has introduced me in the last three years to many uh, of the different franchises in the series. Um, We've watched past episodes. We keep up with them currently. And I think just under her tutelage, I have learned a lot, enough that I can answer some of Karen's questions from time to time, especially as the housewives correlate to our Melrose watching. But when it comes to a true master with encyclopedic knowledge, it is Alyssa. So uh, I know Karen has questions. I know Alyssa has answers. I'm just going to listen. You guys go. Okay. First of all, we might as well say, Alyssa, how many Real Housewives are there? We, I mean, in terms of, like, shows. Because it started with Orange oh, County, right? So, yeah. Orange County was the first. There's currently seven. There's been... I'm talking U.S. Because there's a lot of international ones. There are international lot, ones? Yeah. There's, like... A, it's big in Australia. There, there's also, like, Vancouver. And there was, like, Chichester and... So why don't know? Shit. But, Where is this shit airing? It's not in the, like, these international no, ones. Are they airing in the United States? No, I've never seen the international ones, but I understand that the Australian ones are, like, really good. But for our purposes, there are currently seven. Um, there are two former Miami lasted three seasons and D.C. lasted one season. And the interesting thing about D.C. was Michaela Sulani, who was the White House correspondent dinner crasher do you remember when she and her husband just showed up at that dinner oh i do remember that she was one of them and um but that one only lasted a year um i actually never watched it but so there are currently seven okay so there are seven and and so it was atlanta right is that was that one and is that still around Yes, yeah, so in order of how they showed up, it's OC, New York, Atlanta, New Jersey, Beverly Hills. And then Dallas, Dallas and Potomac. And Potomac, yeah. There's one, there's a Dallas one? Yeah, Dallas and Potomac are like the baby ones. They, um, they're like the junior season. They've only been around four seasons each. And uh, we're about to get Salt Lake City. Really? Yeah, yeah. we have no idea how that's going to work in terms of, like, typical Housewives tropes. But we'll see. They already finished recording it, so at some point this year, quarantine or not, it will uh, air, apparently. Okay, because from what I gather of the cast, it might be a lot of, like, athletes' wives. So we may not be getting Mormon, like, true Mormons. So, but I don't know. They're being a little cagey about it, but Bravo typically keep things under wraps for longer than they need to. But anyway, I, but, I won't <laughs> interrupt again. Because, because wasn't that with Atlanta? Like, it was mostly, like, sports guys' wives? Um, Not no, necessarily. Um, only Sheree. Sheree Whitfield had um, her husband played, played football. I guess, like, Kim Zolciak's eventual husband was a football player. Um, most of most of the Atlanta housewives are mostly have dabbled in some form of entertainment, yeah. whether it's music or, or other media or you know comedy that sort of thing. Yeah, because I guess that's the thing um, that sort of has me baffled about the the housewives that take place in like Atlanta or Potomac or now Salt Lake City, like. Because one of the reasons why, I mean, I have a million reasons why I started with Beverly Hills, but one of them was because I know that most of the women that are in this have some sort of showbiz connection. Um, you know, like Camille Grammer was married to Kelsey Grammer. 
um, the Kyle Richards and, and Kim, they were both child actors. Do you know what I mean? But so, I, and yeah. so that made it sort of more interesting to me. And there was also the sheen of being in LA and being around like Beverly Hills and the show, the show busy aspect of it, which I sort of like that kind of intrigues me about New York, but like, I don't live in LA. So like, I'd rather watch LA and I don't know. It just, it just felt it just felt more interesting to me than watching like a bunch of housewives that have no real connection to that. Right. Would necessarily, does that make sense? Well, yeah, um, it does. I, I go ahead. I don't know. I sort of, the early Beverly Hills are, are pretty great because you sort of, you have a lot of real wealth. You have Camille and you had right. Adrian Maloof and Lisa Vanderpump and Taylor Armstrong regardless of all her issues, had real money. Right. Um, and Yolanda Foster, well, she was only Yolanda Foster at the time. She's the, uh, Gigi and, and Bella's Hadid's mom. And um, she is married to David Foster while she's on the show. So she has, like, real money. Um, and now Beverly Hills has, all of those women have left. Camille makes an appearance every so often. But, like, so now they're really in, now there's like Denise Richards and Lisa Rinna and Garcelle Bouvet and, um, real, like these women who are sort of C-list actresses, sort of in the twilight of their careers, <laughs> whatever career they had that are, are on the show. And I, I think it, it does, you might agree or disagree, but I sort of feel like it loses something when they have, when they're, they have a more entertainment background because I could they see that. Yeah. put it on for the cameras. Yeah, I could or see that. Or they're either too protected and they're like, I don't want to show too much of my life. Yeah, that's a big thing about the, Beverly Hills particularly. Yeah. Well, I mean, yeah, yeah. I mean, because I'm I'm only on season one, and I think maybe I'm at like episode five with Beverly Hills. So I'm like I'm like in the baby era. Like I am. Well, the the thing is, you're right to call it the baby years, but except for the the two more recent ones, and Alyssa and I just had this conversation. I think today, uh, uh, taking out Dallas and Potomac, which are newer. All of those older shows have shifted. They're like several eras for each of them. Um, yeah. And they feel more primitive early on. And now there are sort of, not necessarily tropes, I won't say, but there are like formulas that they all sort of cliche, that, that they all sort of cling to. Um, and it took a while for them to sort of figure out what that was. But instead of it just being about watching these rich housewives, eventually, few of them and some of them are still even married, but they do have money. Um, but it's less about watching them live so opulently as it is about just watching the conflict, about right. watching the fights yeah. between the different women, usually over petty things, and seeing the alliances shift. And so there, there is a structure to it, I guess is right. what I'm trying to say, that, that has that I found to be more appealing than I ever thought it would be going in. Right. Well, okay. Yeah. So, so, I mean, the gist, the, the sort of conceit is you have how many women? Five women? Five of them? It's five like, to seven. Five to seven. Yeah. And do they all know each other beforehand? Do we know? Or is it like the, the, produ- the show's producers are sort of like screening these people and they're throwing together them based on, pro- because that was like, like Lisa Vanderpump lives across the street from, um, Adrian, from Adrian Maloof. Yeah. And so you get a sense that they were friends and obviously Kyle Richards and Kim Richards are sisters and were they, weren't they, were they friends with what's her, like who were, the, who were they? Who were they friends with? Like, like I feel like they 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 were friends with somebody. So it felt like the women had already known each other. It's, it's, it's I interesting think it, you say that because that's like another thing that's changed over time. Like when they first started, I guess the way they cast was really looking for women who knew each other. So like New York, and to this day, which I think makes it the best franchise and the best cast, is that like you have Sonia and Ramona and Luann and Dorinda and to an extent Tinsley, like they were friends with her mom, like ha- go back like 10, 15 years. 
and that's where they work. And like, I guess in the beginning they went to look to cast groups of friends and then like brought in stragglers. Like New Jersey started with two sisters, their sister-in-law and a family friend of like 20 years. Um, Atlanta, the women, the women knew each other from their days on the quote unquote pole, as they say. But, um, the pole, and, like the stripper the pole, pole. Yes. 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 yes oh my yes. God. Two of them? Yes. But they're like open about talking about it. And, but now, so it really worked because they had a chemistry, they had a history. And now they're, I think that they're all of the franchises are having difficulty casting because you're finding people who don't know each other, have no chemistry, only want to be on TV. Yeah. Beverly Hills and Atlanta, especially are having this issue where it's like, you're just putting people together. And Atlanta now is having a lot of people who like Kim Fields was a housewife. Shamari DeVoe. Yeah. Yeah. Kim Fields was on one season. Yeah. She was not. She was not cut out for it. Oh, anyway. But like, like they had Shamari Deville last year, who was in the in the girl group Black, and her husband is Ronnie Deville from Belle Div Deville, and and uh, Eva Marcel is a housewife now, and she won America's Next Top Model. So like, now it's just sort of like anyone who still wants to be in the spotlight who has no job, and or you're getting people who have watched the show who. Uh, who like think they understand how the show works and come on sort of either with an agenda or like want to take certain people down or like want to be friends with certain other cast members. So there is like, I find like a um, genuineness missing in some of the cast members, the new ones, but so because I can't That's imagine like, so well. like I can't imagine especially you know again only watching a couple of episodes of the very first season of Beverly Hills like I can't imagine throwing people together in like a big brother you know sort of scenario of a bunch of you know or or, or real world you know sort of in a, in a house or a group of people in a house and just sort of like say go at it and all these personality types because I am enjoying the fact that these women know each other and were friends yeah. Even though I, I even early on, well, you, I think, of, you start to question the conflict. Like sure, I know, like, I think you can tell. Go ahead. Like the first fight between you know Kyle and Camille is like so ridiculous, and and it lasts for like five episodes like it's like it lasts for so long well there are there are fights now that they build a whole season around and they are typically around things that are petty but what happens is the housewives are so passionate about like these points that that that's where the entertainment comes from but i think you can tell there's a difference in shows and i'll use two examples to illustrate beverly hills in season 10, it's currently in season 10, Alyssa? Yeah. Um, you, I think you can tell that these women don't have a shared history and a shared camaraderie. Mm. So they may gun for one another, but it doesn't have the same effect as, say, what I've come to believe is maybe the best era for Housewives, thanks to Alyssa, Real Housewives of New Jersey, which is an entirely different, almost incestuous animal, because they're almost all relatives that are almost all connected somehow in the very first seasons and there is so much there is so much like deep-seated rancor coming up in those fights that it is almost shakespearean oh yeah i said it it is you're absolutely right i mean i i said that yeah new jersey seasons one through five are just they're unbelievable they're like the gold standard for for Housewives, I think, because they're just, um, like I said, they start with Caroline and Dina Manzo, who are sisters who married brothers. And oh, that's weird. Their sister-in-law, yeah, and their sister-in-law, Jacqueline, and their, and Dina, so Caroline is the oldest sister of Dina, and so Dina, Jacqueline, had a really good friend, Teresa Judas, um, and then so it was them and then 
the first two seasons are them versus one of the great villains of the Real Housewives, uh, Danielle Staub, you know, the whole table throwing and that whole thing. Um, when she left, though, and, and Dino left, Dino sort of wasn't into the whole thing. Uh, Teresa's sister-in-law, Melissa, came on with and her cousin, Kathy. So everyone was related or knew each other for a very long time. And they and all it, and they all lived in places not far from where you lived when you were in Jersey, Karen. Oh, yeah, no, like really? Franklin, yeah, they're all in, like, Franklin Lake. Um, oh, no, Franklin Lakes is way too upscale for where I was, but okay. <laughs> no, but I'm saying, like, you were Bergen County, and they're not far from it. <laughs> Have you ever been to Rails? <laughs> it's the restaurant they always go to, Rails. No, never. But, but, yeah, so New Jersey, you know, Going back to what you said about, like, well, things just, like, keep, they, like, fight, and it goes on for five, five episodes. That's, like, a Beverly Hills thing. Um, that's, like, Beverly Hills lingers on the stupidest bullshit for episode after episode um, that I find that, like, like, New York moves really fast and, like, Potomac moves really fast, whereas, like, Beverly Hills, they just, they link, like, right now on the new season there Kyle called Denise a ragamuffin and that's like the big drama of the season and it's so stupid Beverly Hills is is probably my least favorite franchise um, for that very reason I'm curious Karen so so you had specific reasons to watch the Housewives and to try giving it a shot with Beverly Hills first can you talk at all on this about like what some of the the reasons were? Um, yeah, so I've got um, I've been working on a book series that's actually going to start coming out in like a month and a half. Yay! Um, Yay. and it's contemporary romance, and it's set in Los Angeles, and it's um, it's about basically a, a sort of rock and roll family. And so it's got, and, and it's good, as I said, it's going to be a series. And, and so I'm now on the fourth, I'm working on, I'm writing the fourth book in the series and, um, a, a real housewives ask reality TV show plays into the book. I mean, it begins like series in the, th- in the third book, but then it, it actually t- becomes a thing by the fourth book. So I was kind of like, you know, I don't watch a lot of reality TV. And so I was like, well, I need to sit down and actually, you know, watch a Real Housewives, you know, watch Real Housewives, see what this is about, see what's going on. You know, so it's not, so as I'm watching Real Housewives, I'm like, well, it's not quite going to be like, the show is not quite Real Housewives, but it's almost like a cross between the Osbournes and Real Housewives somehow. So it's going to, you know, so this is kind of like, where, where I am. So anyway, it's, it's research. Um, it's research for the book. And then I'm also sort of looking for behind the scenes things like how are these things filmed? How are these fights set up? How much of this is faked? What do, what do the producers do if the person just isn't very interesting? You know, so I'm trying to research all of that too, which hasn't, um, been, oh my God, my, my Siri went off again. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, the, the, it hasn't been, uh, it, I, I haven't been able to find uh, too many of those answers. I'm, I'm actually, uh, I would love to, you know, putting it into the universe. I would love to be connected with somebody who can, who's worked in, mm-hmm. in reality TV, you know, or knows the sort of behind the scenes things to sort of answer these questions for me. Like what happens if the calling really any born? of our listeners, if you might be willing to talk to Karen, um, at this point, I want to give a shout out to two of Bravo. Yeah, go ahead, Alyssa. Go ahead. You no, know, I was going to say that, like the thing about Bravo. So, I watch a lot of reality shows beyond <laughs> the Real Housewives, and like stuff on Lifetime, stuff on We, stuff on TLC, and there's kind of like a level of like quality of reality shows, and like like how much producers are involved and how much breaking of the fourth wall and you don't get much of that on Bravo shows. Okay. Especially early on. Like housewife shows especially you don't get a lot of now they've 
started like we've started to hear producers ask some questions in their confessionals, but you almost never see people like acknowledge the camera early on or like rip their mic off or like what run away from cameras and tell them, you know, I'm not I'm not filming, I'm done. You know, yeah, you see that there's on a, there's a hugely performative things. aspect to it. Yeah. yeah. They really keep that fourth wall up. Um and I think I I think nowadays with social media, like everything gets leaked now and you almost know the storylines before you even watch the episodes now. Mm-hmm. I think that they've let in let down the course a little bit because now like especially the season on Atlanta, there's been feuds that happened over like Instagram comments. So they they have started to acknowledge that we're on a show and things are happening off the show and we need to acknowledge that. So like if you're looking for that sort of thing, like housewives they're so buttoned up early on that you might not, you're, you're not going to get what you're looking for. Well, that's actually really sort of helpful to know because part of what I was sort of thinking or trying to work out is the whole timeline, because how long does it take from filming to, you know, through editing and all of that for these things to air? Because obviously in the span of a book, I don't have, I mean, I could have, you know, a year to a year, you know, 18 months, whatever, but that's not how I want the book to go. You know, that's not how I write my books. These are, you know, events that happen over the course of a couple of weeks or a couple of months, not a couple of years. So I was kind of like trying to figure out, well, how would I work this out in terms of the timing of like, well, how do people know this is happening if the, if the, you know, if this show is filming and it's not actually on the air, how quickly do these things go on the air? Yeah. I mean, nowadays, you know, they, if they're filming in public, like, and someone's got a camera phone, it like pops up on Twitter. Um, and I, and Doug and I talk about this a lot. Like, they film and sit on these things for months. And like, I think the current season of Beverly Hills filmed in like September, October, and we're in May. So on Potomac, Ashley was pregnant the last episode. She, like, announced she was pregnant in the finale of last season, had the baby, like, was pregnant, had the baby, and we still haven't seen season five. So, like, that's quite a long time. The kid is, like, 10 months old now. So, like, it's a long time between, like, filming and airing for some of these, especially now that Bravo has so many shows and so many franchises that, like, they can wait. They can hold off on on airing these things. Right. But just because they hold off on airing them, the audience that follows them is still learning all the stuff that's happening in real time yeah. thanks to social media. So you end up watching it differently. You're like, oh, this is the episode where such and such happens as opposed to being surprised by something that explodes while you're watching the episode. Okay. But the fan base is so rabid, that doesn't really matter. It's like they're just chasing the carrot anyway. Yeah, and it's I don't know if like, I don't know if this is like what Bravo wants or what they're like. I don't know because they don't do enough to they they do nothing to stop leak like things leaking, and it's all over it's all over social media. So I don't know if they are like, oh, this is great, like exposure and people will come to watch. But we do. We're like, oh, this is when you know Danielle is going to pull Margaret's hair or like Tamara's going to accuse Kelly of running a train (laughs) 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 like i heard about this on twitter and it it kind of sucks but it's also like you just watch it differently yeah 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 you do and then how how another question i have is sort of like how much can somebody dictate like okay well you can i will be part of this reality show but you can't film my kids or this room is off limits, um, or do you know, I, like, how, like, is that, is that a thing? Is that allowed? I mean, I don't, you know, I don't know if you guys yeah. can answer that. We have a housewives who we've never, like Brandy Glanville in Beverly Hills. Uh, she is famously Eddie Sibrian's ex-wife and um, who she's on her with Leanne Rhymes among other women. Um, she was not allowed to have them on the show. So we never saw Brandy's kids. 
Like we've never seen Margaret's son on New Jersey. There was another New Jersey housewife. One of the twins, we never saw her kids. So that's allowed. Like Gina on the OC, like we never saw her husband, but that's like a can of worms. Um, yeah. I, I, think, cut, I like, think, go ahead. So I don't know. I think it really depends. Like currently on Beverly Hills, we have Sutton, who the rumor is she's only a friend of, which is somebody who sort of appears at group in group settings. She might go to the, she might go on the trip. She might show up the reunion, but we don't get, she doesn't have a personal storyline or we don't get scenes of her at home without another housewife. Um, the rumor is she's only a friend because she, her ex wouldn't let her show her kids. So I think it really depends on like, I think it's like, it matters until it doesn't like Bravo. If they want you, they'll just say, okay, no kids. But then there's like, like Kenya left Atlanta for a, a season because they, apparently she didn't want to show her husband on the show. So it really is like, like Sheree at also on Atlanta, her, her boyfriend was in prison. So they were like, well, that's her storyline. We can't have her on the show. So I think it's like, it's an excuse if they don't want you, if they want you, it really doesn't matter. Okay. And like, and as far as like other things, like one of the criticism that the current cast of Beverly Hills is getting is that like they're not showing a lot. Like some of them have had legal issues, some of them have had financial issues, and they're not showing it on the show. They're being very um, manipulative of what they show and very protected, and it it's coming off disingenuous. Yeah, because so, isn't isn't that the point? Is like you do need that level of transparency for it to yeah. be for it to work, right? Yeah, and like Lisa Vanderpump, who was, as you know, I love one her. of the the OGs of of Beverly Hills, the Queen like, Bee, the Queen Bee for a very long time. I um, love her. Yeah, I do too. But she always she always says like, you know, you're on a reality show, like you have to show everything. And of course, she, it's easy for her to say, like, she has a nice, devoted husband and, and nice kids and very successful businesses and a lot of money. Like, like there's nothing, you know, she's not hiding anything but, can, uh, that we know of. But. Can, can we talk about the money for a second? It is, yeah. like, mind-blowing what these women have. Well, yeah. some of them or eventually of them you find don't. out don't have all of it. Oh, really? Now, some of them turn out to be cash poor, but but they live extravagantly, yes. Well, I mean, clearly Kim is struggling. In many ways, Like yes. She has, like, is- kind of a normal house, and yeah. she's the only one that's divorced. And she, so, I mean, I think that she doesn't have, you know, she definitely doesn't have a whole lot. But then you look at, like, Lisa Vanderpump and Adrian Maloof, and their houses are, like, palatial, well, aren't they among, like, the top two or three richest uh, in the entire, across the franchise? Well, I mean, Adrienne Maloof, her family's billion. you know, the Maloofs are billionaires. So, I had never heard but, of them before I started watching this. I like her, too. Yeah, I think they own, like, the Palm in yeah. Vegas. They owned the Sacramento Kings. And um, I think they had, like, something to do with... Something brewer, like a brewery or something. Um, and plus, she's married to Coleman Aptiff, who's a very successful um, plastic surgeon. surgeon, who's also on one of my favorite shows, Botched. Um, Are they still married? Because that that seemed like not. no. Okay, yeah, because no. that seemed like that marriage wasn't going to go uh, go go for very long. No, I love him. I love Botched. Um, I love Terry Dubrow. If he and his wife want to adopt me, they can. <laughs> she was a real housewife of Orange County. But um, oh, they are, they're involved with cores. Yeah. So uh. I up. But um, yeah, I watched Bosch and he's like so sweet on Bosch. And then I watched him on, on uh, Beverly Hills and I was like shocked because he treats her so bad. They like do not get along at all but um yeah going back to the money that's another thing that is like a thorn in the side of housewives now because 
we are, are getting people who aren't as wealthy, the opulence isn't there, just so they can fill roles. Like, yeah, and sometimes like, if you become a, a famous personality now launched through a reality or a Bravo show like that, all of a sudden, like, you ha can have endeavors and the show acts as your promotion piece. Right. Um, and it's a chicken and egg thing, as Alyssa and I have discussed, too. But but that's like that's like a, a nouveau riche thing versus like what you're seeing in the first season of Beverly Hills is like the old school kind of like dynasty Dallas, old money, yeah. large living, that sort of thing. Well, yeah. You have like, like Kyle's husband, Mauricio becomes very successful in real estate throughout the show. So she becomes like even wealthier and like some of the Atlanta ladies, like Nene and Portia, it's like Kenya, like their wealth grows um, because they're on the show, but like, it's funny. Like, one of the worst things you can do on a housewife show is rent. Like, if you don't own your house, like, there's Poor been Kim. big fights in Atlanta. Poor Kim, yeah, she rents. Like, Denise, Denise was Denise Richards was renting her beach, her Malibu beach house last year that got destroyed in the in the California the wildfires. wildfires yeah. But I was like, oh, she she only well, it doesn't work. It matters. She only rents. You know, like, um, it's one of the worst things. Like, even last week on New York, the, the new house, like, Leah had this, like, cute little apartment in Chelsea, two bedrooms, and everyone was acting like, you know, she lived in a studio. And doesn't are like, that's still a million-dollar apartment. It's a two-bedroom in Chelsea. That thing is a million dollars. You know what I mean? I'm sure she owns it. Um, but, yeah, the wealth. You know, I think Doug said a lot of them, I think, are cash poor and either have owned their house for a long time or they've inherited the house or got the house from a divorce settlement. And um, the opulence is, isn't quite there anymore in a lot of these franchises. Okay, because it's clear from this very first episode, with the exception, you know, this very first season, I should say, at Beverly Hills, with the exception of Kim... There's all yeah. there's there's cash there to back it up. Yeah. Yeah, and you know, and you and the show like the OC real so OC was created or it was just like the Real Housewives of the time, like in response to Desperate Housewives of like oh here are the Real Housewives that you're right. watching here Desperate Housewives, and it was um it was a look behind the gated community of Cota de Cava is that what it's called Doug. Kodo, yeah, to cause Kodo. Yeah, no, Kodo, Kodo is Vicky Gunvalson's insurance. <laughs> um, but so they all lived behind this gated community, and um, only really like one of them. There was a base, an, an ex baseball player's wife, but only, but they were all just wealthy from real estate, other businesses. So it was like a glimpse behind the gated community, and right. for a long time, the, the introduction still had those gates, even though like. We're nine seasons in, and we've got seven other franchises, and this doesn't mean what it was supposed to mean anymore. So it was like, so they would do these things like they'd flash, like if somebody was like carrying a purse, they'd flash like how much the purse was, like Gretchen <gasps> Rossi. Yeah. Yeah, like Gretchen Rossi gets a motorcycle in like season three or four, and they flash like how much the motorcycle was. Like it was very, like, I'm, in the words of me, I'm very rich, bitch. Like, it was, it was all about the money. And now they've sort of devolved into, and it was also more family oriented and like we're watching it with their kids and their husbands. And now it's like, good luck finding one that even has a husband. And now it's just sort of like a real reality soap, you know, it's like, it's like a soap opera, but with quote unquote real people. So do yeah. you, and so do you You kind of feel then, do you sort of feel like you, you can see sort of like the Puppet Master producers now with the newer episodes ra rather than the old school ones? Um, on the Housewives, not really. They do a pretty good job on the Housewives of um, keeping, still keeping the facade up. Like, my issue lies on, like, it's when it's very clear that these women, it's especially clear on Atlanta right now, but like these women want nothing to do with each other and show up to collect a paycheck and they'll be like, 
haven't seen you since the reunion. We haven't talked for six months. Like, I didn't even know your dog was still alive. Like, it's very clear that, like, when it's clear that the women, like, have no connection beyond the show, that bothers me. Um, and when they're, like, forced to just show up at events, it's like, you don't even like her. Why is she at your wedding? Or You know what I mean? Or it's like, why are you inviting this person over? You, like, threw a glass at her yesterday. That sort of thing. But I know they're, like, contractually obligated. Um, I feel like the overproducing thing is more apparent on other Bravo shows, like Vanderpump Rules or Childs of Sunset Below Deck. But Housewives, they do a really good job of, like, still sort of keeping it um, sort of keeping it like the facade organic. up. Yeah. yeah, do you agree? Yeah, yeah, I think that's I think that's fair, and I think you can tell also from show to show. Like, I think New York they roll with the punches much easier, and their interactions feel more believable because they do know each other and they are real life real world friends as opposed to say uh atlanta i think that was also true in the early seasons of new jersey and you see there's a difference now with um some of the cast replacements uh on jersey which is now completed its 10th season um you see the strings a bit more you see who's really playing to the cameras you see who has studied the the way the show has worked in the past uh a bit more um and i also wanted oh go ahead New Jersey's a different animal in that, like, New Jersey is so, for anyone who doesn't know anything about Teresa Judice and her husband Joe, like, and all their legal issues, like, she went to prison, she forged W-2s, she forged documents, she signed whatever. That's been the crux of the show for, like, their legal issues have been the crux of the show since season three. And... So the show basically revolves around that. And it's like, how are people reacting to this? You're either against Teresa or you're with her. She's big on loyalty. So like New Jersey is sort of, New Jersey has always has like a different feel to me than the other franchises. I don't yeah, know if it's New very Jersey unique. Does. No, it's yeah, very, I do. Like we always have plenty of housewives who are like, this is my show. Like Vicky Gondelson will say it's her show and Nene Leakes is her show. But New Jersey is Teresa's show. And I don't but, know if. But I, I have would, to say. The, the that to me is a major loss because I think I think Teresa is like so so stupid and so gross and the way she people is. on the show kowtow to her is yeah. really disappointing. But if you watch and I encourage you to give this a try because it's a big juxtaposition to Beverly Hills. Watch the first season or two seasons of New Jersey. Caroline Manzo as like sort of like the older smart. Um, mom figure on the show is like nothing you've ever seen before on TV. Like she is a sensation yeah. among sensations, and that's why that show was like being shot out of a cannon in the beginning. And uh, and over time, as it shifted, because I believe the folks at Bravo really well, love Teresa more, among other things. Um, it, it has shifted, but the first season of New Jersey is like eight episodes on Hulu, and it's worth giving a yeah. shot. Yeah. Okay. Well, the thing, the thing about New Jersey, and this goes back to like the producing aspect of it. You could always tell when fights really stem or from things that are going on beyond the off camera. So, like, the thing with New Jersey is it's a lot of like, like, do we want to upset Teresa? Because we know if we do, we might not be on the show anymore. And they always say that these OGs or the, the vets or the, the queen bees of the show don't have anything to do with casting. I think but it's you a can lie. Tell, yeah. So it's like, well, I want to stay on Teresa's good side so I can stay on the show. Or like, there's arguments always with Dorit Beverly Hills about her being late. But what they're really saying is like, um, you missed your call time. Oh. Or like... We got here to film, and you weren't here. That, or well, like, and that's we the most interesting thing. 
like you've also said that when Heather Dubrow was on OC, she finally left after five seasons, said there were times she and her husband would be fighting on camera. Yeah. And what they're really fighting about is the show, but they'd come up with a different excuse on camera. So you wouldn't know that like the drama was being caused by the show as opposed to being something else caught on the show, which is interesting. Too. Oh, that's super interesting. So like, that was like, he was like, yeah, no, we, I don't want to do like, this is, we shouldn't do that. Like, yeah. Well, it, it was probably something different because I think he likes being on camera and right. he's also on Botched, so if he's he could probably... Be a housewife, but, yeah. I love him, yeah. but if he could be a housewife, he would. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I also wanted to say, in terms of what's like what's real on the show and what's produced, well, there's the third thing, which is how it's done in post-production and different people uh, can say they were given a good edit, a bad edit. Right. Uh, um, and just last week on Vanderpump Rules, which spun off from Beverly Hills, which Lisa Vanderpump produces. It's about one of her restaurants. Um, one of the editors admitted basically that she didn't like one of the main people on the show and is responsible for giving her unfavorable edits, which determines how the public actually sees them as people may or may not be true. So the, all of that stuff can be manipulated. And by the yeah. way, that, that person eventually lost their job and wrote a really shitty kind of op-ed about about the whole thing but but it does give truth to the idea that what you see isn't always what was there in the first place right and that there are people like there are people i have favorites Alyssa has favorites some are the same and some are different but we can't really know what these people are like necessarily we only know like the side we see we only see like you know, like the stuff that is played to the camera and caught and not edited out or edited in such a way. And I think that's a really big thing to keep in mind that like it's all part of a game. It is still entertainment. It's not documentary form. Could you um, if you if you think of it, can you dig up that um, that op ed? I'd love to read it. Yeah, I'll find it. Of course. So ultimately, Alyssa, I'm curious, what do you like, what do you love about the Real Housewives shows? Like, what is it that sort of like has you going back again and again? For me, you know, for a lot of people, it's like we said, the opulence, the glam, glam is a word they throw around all the time. Um, I love the drama. I'm, I'm really, I love drama. Hey, Alyssa, <laughs> is it fair? Because yeah. years ago, when I think very early into Karen and I doing this, the Melrose cast, I talked about how th we don't necessarily have soaps the way we did through the mm -hmm. 80s and 90s, but the reality shows, and particularly the housewife shows, are the modern version yeah. of the nighttime soap opera. Do you agree? I do. I mean, there's so, like, I always, it, I always talk about this scene, and it's, one of the greatest legitimate, like, of course, it's actually a funny scene talking about, like, pro producing. So in season eight of New York, uh, Luann was getting married to this guy, Tom, who was clearly using her to be on the show. They they had a whirlwind courtship. He dated two other housewives. He was not a good guy. <laughs> And they're in Miami for their engagement party, and Bethany gets it texted a photo of him kissing another woman at the Regency. And she has to tell Luann this. And it's Luann, it's, it's clear that Bethany has like orchestrated this. Like she's even like called, she's like called the bartender at the Regency to know if she's if got like timestamps. Yeah. Yeah. She's got like, she's calling people who are at the bar. She's like, really like, she's like Sherlock Bethany. Um, but, <laughs> and it's just like one of the best, like I feel bad for Luann, but it's hilarious at the same time. And it's so juicy. She's like, Bethany's like, I have to tell you something. And Luann's like, please don't want to be about Tom. And she's like, don't do this to me. And she's a wreck. And it's just one of the most amazing moments of television. Really I would awesome say, like, Luann deserves an Emmy. And it's stuff like that. It's like, there's just such juicy drama. Even like going back to Beverly, early Beverly Hills, like as horrible as it sounds, like the Kim and Kyle and the addiction stuff is amazing. It's like Shakespearean, the way that they fight and carry on and manipulate each other. It's amazing. Like 
the New Jersey stuff is amazing. Like there are genuinely amazing things that happen on this show throughout the years that you're just like, I can't, like Aviva threw her prosthetic leg, which of course was planned. I mean, she had a dislodge her leg, or whatever, yeah. <laughs> but like she threw it at Le Cirque on the table, you know, or, you know, like Gary Island, which has 10th anniversary tomorrow. Like there are things that the cameras do pick up that are, are genuine and, um, you get less of that these days because I think when the women are starting to be like, oh, we know that people want to see like glasses being drawn, but at the same time, they're being more protective of like what they show in their personal life. So we're not going to get like a Taylor Armstrong being abused storyline anymore. Um, we're not, you know, we're not going to get Lisa Rinna turning a wine glass into a shank <laughs> after Dan. Like, we might get that. But, you know, there are so many things that they're very protective, but they've caught so much good, the drama, the drama, to answer your question. And what what does Andy Cohen have to do with all this? Now, I thought he was a producer, but I don't see his name on the credits, but maybe I'm not looking. But He, he produces be, some, but not all. Okay. No, he used to be a producer. He stepped away to be more of like a on-screen guy. It's unclear of what he does because, and I and I say this because we know he, he hosts his Boston Harbor Drive. He hosts all the reunions for every show. He but didn't he... But didn't he essentially pitch the Real Housewives franchise to Bravo, which is why they've made him, like, no. the poster guy? No? That was Slade. Well, Slade, Slade and oh, with OC. Okay. Yeah. Um, but I don't... But, but he, okay, but wasn't Andy Cohen kind of instrumental in Bravo changing its yeah. its programming going yeah. back a decade and a half yet? Yeah, and, you know, he claims he has no say in casting and he has no say, but, you know, it's clear who he loves and it's clear who he doesn't love and it's clear that, you know, the the whole thing at reunions is whoever sits closest to Andy has a better chance of coming back next season. Oh, God. And you, <laughs> yeah, and you, the scene, like... Housewives of this has like its own language, you know, it's like reunion seating is a big deal and it's like who's sitting where and who's getting a seat next to Andy Christ, and it's sounds like, like high school. Yeah. And it's yeah. usually like whoever gets whoever has the most to do with the season, whoever the season really revolves around. But of course like Nene always gets to sit next to Andy. Um, like Stephanie always sat next to Andy. And there's also like your taglines and the taglines are important, which they open the show. They open the intro of the show. And, um, so yeah, Andy claim, but Andy's a big liar. He's always like, Oh, everything is so juicy and we have a season and this is amazing. It's the best thing you've ever seen. And it's like, no, it's not Andy. They're just trying to rate, get ratings. I do like him a lot, but, uh, I, I'm unclear of what he does. <laughs> okay, I was just kind of—I was that was just something I didn't quite understand. Like, what does he do? He was a producer. Now he's sort of like a hype man. I think he just stepped away from producing to do more of the um, the hosting, the hosting and on-air stuff. And now he's like the face of Bravo. Yeah. And it's and it's like a double dream come true for him because now he gets to meet and mingle with all of these celebrities that he's ever loved his entire life who will all come on the show. You know a little bit because mm-hmm. you've had clients be on his show. Yes. Um, um. So yeah. Yeah. All right. I am. We've we've kind of done the housewives, and I think yeah, we're going to probably do them again once I yeah, once I dig I think more we have into more to it. Say. Again, I will say, watch. You should watch a bit more Beverly Hills, but um, I would recommend doing that first quick season of New Jersey just to see how like two different franchises can be and how they can both really pull you in very different ways. Yeah, I, I'm definitely going to yeah. do that. I, I'm absolutely yeah, going to pick mean, up New Jersey too. Every every show has different producers and has a different production team. So they all sort of feel different. They're all filmed different. Like, so it's worth, I would say checking out like the, at least the first season or two of New Jersey. Yeah. Cool. I and mean, it, it's riveting. And again, I'm going to put it out there. Anybody who's worked on these shows, who knows and, the behind the scenes stuff, 
please get in touch. Cause I, I'm like kind of desperate to sort of like get like a little bit more about how all of this works in terms of like the backstage stuff. And to that point, I also wanted to give shout outs to several of my favorite reality podcasts. Um, a couple of them even follow me on Twitter. And so maybe they can give this a listen and help you out. Uh, one is called Escape to Reality. And another one is called Housewives Tonight. Um, the host of Housewives Tonight, Rit, is a really awesome, funny guy um, who works in reality production. Um, so if we could get you guys to connect or get him to come on, uh, that would be a, a great coup for us. So, so there's that. I want to give those shout outs. Oh, well. Have we left anything out? Yes. Or is that for part two of another podcast? (laughs) Yeah, I can come back once Rena joins uh, uh, Melrose. Yeah, we should should just close the loop and say as we, on our boulevard, or excuse me, on our Back on the Block podcast, uh, we're just episodes away from getting to the part where current Housewife of Beverly Hills, Lisa Rinna, joins the cast of Melrose Place. So these and things do entwine. Doesn't Denise show up too? What's that? It doesn't Denise show up? Oh, yes. Denise Richards will have a guest spot on a, a, an even ra- more rapidly coming up uh, episode of Melrose. Ooh. Okay. Well, I'll have to skip ahead for um, for those because I, I they're they like Lisa doesn't show up in Housewives until season five. Season five. Yeah. Yeah. Season yeah. Five. I don't know it's if I'm gonna make it. Season. No, I mean I watch them out of order like all the time. Um, season five is pretty good. It she has an inc- incredibly iconic moment in season yeah. five. So it's okay. I can skip ahead and I won't be lost. Yeah. Yeah, I think it's worth watching. You'll be fine. Okay, (laughs) phew. All right, y'all. So um, I guess... That was our deep dive. Uh, I just want to say there were some things that uh, in the last two weeks, I know I have read and watched and and will be talking about. So just for a change, I'm going to throw them out there. And if anyone else has been watching, reading, whatever... Uh, make sure you tune in next time. Uh, one is we just caught the most recent season of Dead to Me on uh, Netflix. We also saw the, the new sort of docu-series Trial by Media on Netflix, um, which are both worth talking about. And there's a book called My Dark Vanessa, which has as much juicy stuff going on outside of the book in terms of people making claims about the author as the content of the book itself, which is about uh, essentially a statutory love affair between a teacher and his young student. Ooh, fascinating. All of that sounds really interesting. So all of that coming up. Cool. Alyssa, thank you so much for being our expert, our housewives Thanks expert. For having me. We love having you. And um, I get, and we've got a lot to chew on for next week. So we'll yeah. see you guys back here. Yeah. Please, housewives Bye. fans, let us, let us know what you think. And we look forward to having you back the next time we're on the boulevard. Bye. <laughs>